This episode is sponsored by Visual Media. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? Then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high-quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop Resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, and I am here with our guest today, Mr. Rich Perry. Rich, thank you so very much for accepting the invitation. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for extending the invitation and uh, happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I'm not even going to butcher your bio. I'm going to let you give us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm a business communication strategist, uh, writer, author, content creator, just like you. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Just sharing my message, helping other people share their message out in the world and, uh, making a positive impact. Perfect. Perfect. Rich, what is your message? I want to, like I said, help people to share theirs, right? So there's, there are a lot of things that I learned as far as communication and marketing along the way, helping me to share my message using different technologies, using social media, Um, and there are a lot of people that they didn't learn that, you know, it it took a while for me to learn those things. So I figured, okay, this is how I can help other people to share their message and get out, get out what it is that they have to say to make their difference. Gotcha. Gotcha. And how did you, how did you even start this? Where did this come from? Let's go to the roots of, of how you became a business communication strategist. So I think it started, you know, way back. I got involved in college radio when I was a freshman. And that was like my first dip into communications and promotions and just being out in the world and networking and uh, like learning things. Right. So that was, um, you know, back in the day, I don't know if podcasting was even around back then. If it was, I certainly didn't know about it, but I was on the college radio station. I got involved in marketing, doing street team efforts, uh, started event planning and um, hosting events and things like that. And then later on, I started to use those skills in the professional world, um, uh, you know, helping business owners uh, share their message, helping them market themselves online. Uh, then I got into podcasting, uh, event planning. Then we started doing seminars and conferences and things like that. So it was things that I learned way back in college on college radio that I've then transferred into more of like the professional world. Cool. 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 Okay. Um, on your page, it says, and I literally, I have it up. I do. Um, I help entrepreneurs explore entrepreneurship. Um, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs say, tell us a little bit about that. What exactly is an entrepreneur? So an entrepreneur is someone who works within a company but they're given a lot of autonomy to maybe design a project, maybe design a program. And they basically 
act as an entrepreneur, but within the company. So they are working for someone else, but they're given a lot of autonomy to run that thing, launch that project, launch, launch that program. And it's them doing it exactly like they would want to do it as if it was their own business. Right. And a lot of, for a lot of people, this is where they first get that taste of being an entrepreneur. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm having fun doing this. I'm a business leader. I'm a go-getter. I'm a high achiever doing this for someone else. What if I started to do this for myself? Or even if it's just like a side hustle, maybe I'm going to launch a little side hustle just to get some money for myself. How would I go about doing that? So those are the folks that I enjoy working with. Cool, cool. How did you get your niche down to entrepreneurs? Like, like that. that is very, that's a very specific um, group of individuals. How did mm-hmm. you figure out that that was your tribe? That's who you wanted to work with. So, because that's who I am, right? Because gotcha. I work for a digital marketing agency. So I'm the marketing and communications manager for a digital marketing agency. Um, and I also have my own brand and I figured, Hey, this would be a great opportunity for me to help people that are doing just like I'm doing. Um, and it, you know, it took for, it took a lot of going back and forth and working with, uh, the groups that I work with, uh, you know, different mastermind groups and things like that, that they helped me find that niche audience because they're like, Hey, I've always said I wanted to work with people just like me. Mm -hmm. And they helped me to refine that and get the wording right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I think you're, you may be the first guest that I had, that I've had on who works with entrepreneurs. And I honestly, that's the first time I've ever heard that word. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you for defining that and breaking it down for us. Cause I know I'm not the only one. Um, um, describe a time where in, in your journey, where you had, you came to a fork in the road, right? You came to a mm-hmm. crossroads. You went one way when you possibly should have gone the other way. I'll answer that question. Um, yes. So when I first started, okay, when I, uh, in college, I may, even though I was involved in the radio station, I was doing a lot of mass communications things. I actually majored in psychology and I started working as a therapist and I did therapy for a number of years. Um, because that was how I really wanted to make a difference and help people. And um, like marketing and communications was always like something that I did on the side. You know, I always worked for record labels and things like that, but that was always on the side. Um, and then I ended up having, uh, I mean, it was, it was a work in progress, but I ended up having an emotional breakdown one time at work. And I was like, I need a change. Like, I need to get out. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I need a, a career shift. Um, a friend of mine uh, gave me some good recommendations and, and you know, gave me some good suggestions. Um, and I made the abrupt decision to just quit what I was doing and start like a coaching business. Um, in retrospect, I realized that wasn't the best decision for me at that time. I really didn't know a lot about business. I was a great therapist and I knew how to help people, but there's a lot more that goes into being a coach than just being able to help people. There's a lot of other things that go into it, you know? Um, So that was uh, a decision that if I could go back 
and change, I definitely would. Um, since then, I've, I've been going back for my MBA, learning more about business, uh, becoming a better business leader, becoming a better business person going through that MBA program. So that's something that I would advise someone who's looking to get into entrepreneurship or start that side hustle. Um, like really know what you're getting yourself into, get that plan in place. Um, so, and don't make a, a, a fast decision without knowing exactly where you're going. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so would you have still been a therapist at this point? Do you think? No, I know that I did that for a number of years. I did it for about 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that will always play a major part, part major part in my life. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I found it rewarding. However, um, it's, it's not where I was meant to be. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did you know that going into coaching, you would still use those, uh, skills that you, um, that you develop as a therapist? Oh yeah. I mean, when I, when I first started out, uh, I focused more on mindset coaching and empowerment mm -hmm. coaching and even kind of like life coaching, you might say. Um, but, and I actually talked about this the other day. Um, it was because I was learning how to utilize social media and learning how to do all these, uh, learning how, about content creation and learning how to market myself online that as I was learning those things and I was helping other people do those things, that was kind of when I made the shift, like, Hey, maybe I don't want to do life coaching anymore. I don't really, I don't really want to do empowerment coaching anymore. Um, I can utilize those skills, uh, but I'm going to focus more on like business communication. Gotcha. 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 And you found like success in, in that lane, correct? Right. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Um, what hiccups have you um, dealt with along the way with, with, well, we're past the transition from mm -hmm. life coaching to business coaching, but now let's be in business coaching. What is one tip that you can give someone aside from, you know, making sure you do your research before you just jump into things? Is, mm -hmm. is there one practical tip that you can give someone that is looking to maybe walk the same footsteps as you um, in a business communication strategy type of way? I would say, I mean, this goes for anyone looking to start, whether it's that side hustle or start that uh, brand of their own, that business of their own, uh, really figure out who it is that you want to help. You know, the old saying that if you want to help everybody, you end up helping nobody. Mm -hmm. So really figure out like who is that segment that you want to help your, your avatar uh, who are the people that you're meant to help? Because there's so many people out there. There are so many different niche markets out there. You can create your own. Um, figure out who it is that you're destined to help, the people that you're going to be happiest helping them solve those issues every single day. Gotcha, gotcha. So really, really niche down on your target audience. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. What? Hmm. So business communication strategist. 
what are some pros to walking down that journey? What are some good some good stuff? We talked about some issues and some some opportunities. Now let's switch gears and what are your highlights? Like how is what's the highlight of your day in your role as a business communication strategist? Hey, hey, hey. If you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. One of the things that I really like doing is creating great content, whether it's making videos, and I've been learning a lot about reels recently, mm-hmm. uh, podcasting, um, even write, writing, uh, blog writing and things like that, whether it's for yourself on your own website or being like a contributing writer to other established digital publications. Um, so I like sharing what I have to say, my tips, tricks, and strategies and things like that, and also helping other people to craft their message and, and, uh, you know, make their first video or because they, they, they don't know how to do it. You know, we all know how to press the red button, but how to make a video that is appealing to someone else, you know, how to, uh, you know, share your message on, uh, on a stage and give your first presentation, um, div- uh, th- things like that. So I, I, I find joy in those opportunities and in, in working with people. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so that's your that's your thrill. Um, Rich, what do you do outside of business uh, communication strategies? Like, what what else do you do that you find joy in? Uh, professionally or just per- personally? Just like Rich is out having a good day. He's <laughs> like, you know, driving down the road, got the top back. Like, <laughs> you know, when... <laughs> right on. So. When I'm not uh, working mm-hmm. and when I'm not working on my MBA, mm-hmm. uh, you'll definitely find me in probably one of two places, either on the street running, going for my jogs, because that's like my happy place. That's where I do my thinking. That's where I go to collect myself. If I Either if I've had a rough day or maybe that's my celebratory moment mm-hmm. um, and, and also in a dojo. So I study a few different um, styles of martial arts. Um, so that's what I do in the evenings. Um, so those are the two places where you're going to find me when I'm not working or uh, doing my assignments for my pro- for my for my studies. Gotcha, gotcha. So okay, you find your your happy place is running. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to explain that to me because one thing <laughs> that <laughs> I think I'd rather pull off my fingernail. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I, it's kind of like spiritual in the sense that when I'm running, I'm either running to something like I'm, I'm moving towards something or I'm, it's a visual representation of me leaving something behind. Like I no longer want to do this thing. I'm not so much fleeing it or running away from it, but like distancing myself from it. And I can say, Hey, this, this thing, I don't want to do this thing anymore. I don't want to be involved with these people anymore. And I'm going to just run and distance myself from that activity. Um, 
and and that's kind of just like the mental representation of 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 either running towards something or running away from something um distancing myself from something that i've used for years when i run so <laughs> yo that is a hack <laughs> that <laughs> is a mindset hack because i have never in my years of being alive have heard anyone break down running in that fashion that actually made it appealing uh-huh. like like okay i could totally run for a little while from some things <laughs> that's, a, that's actually um that's actually brilliant the parallel that you're able to um connect or disconnect yourself from mm-hmm. something um and you're doing your physical activity, so you're taking care of your health, that mm-hmm. wellness, um, your mind, mental clarity. Uh, that's where you get all your, um, like, the creative juices are are, are mm-hmm. flowing and running, in a sense. Um, so that's actually really, really good information you just shared. And, and, and to go a little bit further, like what you were just saying, like a lot of times if I need to work something out, like if I have, um, if I'm, if I'm working on an idea, maybe for a video or I'm working on, uh, like a presentation or something like that. And I have like the bits and pieces or I have the elements, but it's just not seamlessly working together for whatever reason, when I go for a run somewhere in that run, all the pieces fit together and I'm like, okay, now this is how it needs to go. This is the way the flow is going to happen. This is how the presentation is going to go. And I get my answers there. So that's, it, it, it just happens. You know what I'm saying? That's why I do it because it just, the answers come to me in that moment. You found what works. Right. That's awesome. Like, I, hmm. Maybe I'll try to run sometime this week. I challenged myself to like <laughs> run. And um, I did that actually. I have a program, it's called Lead. And I wasn't running, I was walking. Okay. Um, but walking at a at a fast pace. Right. <laughs> and that's how the pieces to, to lead kind of came together. So I totally understand exactly what you're saying, how you have, you know, you have this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. But when you get into you it's like ultra focused you know and you get in you you get that clarity that you need to bring everything together and it just it just works mm-hmm. cool okay i actually you are the first person that has ever made running appealing to me thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you i bet you had no idea that 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 you were going to do that today i i didn't and I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I just <laughs> shared it as, because that's how I've always viewed it. Um, I don't even know that anyone's ever asked me about that. So thank you for asking that because uh, no one's ever asked, why do you run? It was just more of like, oh, that, that, but that's why I do it. See, ah, I like that. That's a, that's a great little exchange we just had there. Let's see, let's see, let's see. So you, you run. And you practice martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, what what arts are you practicing? Uh, so the one is Iaido, which okay. is um, the art of like drawing the sword. So it's a, it's a lot of uh, traditional Japanese swordsmanship. 
That is really cool. Do you do you own swords? Yeah, I mean, I have my sword. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That I use in class. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. So you're not like a like a sword collector in a sense. You just have the one. No, no, no. I, I have my sword that I use for for study, for uh, training purposes. And, you know, the um, but I don't have like a wall of uh, katana. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. 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 OK. OK. Um, I did um, Muay Thai for. OK. Just about a year. Um, OK. Amazing. And talk about like that fitness and the mental clarity. I'm sure. sure you know, throwing those jabs and those kicks and those punches and definitely you got into a zone, into a focus. Now, let me ask, let me ask you this. When you're practicing, Mm -hmm. where are you mentally? Like what level? Like, could you give us a little bit of insight of where Rich goes when he's in the dojo pulling out his sword to, to... So I originally studied jujitsu many years ago, and I was I was active in that for a very long time, like I'm talking middle school through like college and even, you know, um, so that's that's where my experience is now. uh, Swordsmanship. uh, I'm very new to so I'm very much living in the conscious. What am I doing? watching this guy i'm watching that guy am i doing this right am i standing here right so i'm definitely not at the unconscious level of performing the techniques and the waza and uh things of that nature because i'm i'm i've only been doing it for a few months so now i've i've known the the teacher for a very long time Mm. but i'm just very new to the dojo so because i'm so very new and just learning everything I'm very much at that conscious level of constantly checking myself. What am I doing? Am I doing it? You know, just watching everybody else. So very much in my own head and making sure that I at least look okay. You got, you got to at least look like you know what you're doing, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, that being said, it it is... It's something, and I, and I actually had this uh, conversation with um, my teacher the other day because he he's someone that he really tries to teach us not just the way of of the samurai in the dojo, but just helping us to learn these lessons that we then later apply in life. And um, you know, I'll give you one example. He was he was teaching us this lesson. Um, and he could see that with the one lesson, like there were some students that were like struggling with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he basically said, Hey, listen, all right, everyone stop what you're doing. And he's like, you know, when you come here, you're coming to train, you're coming to learn, like, you're not coming here to be perfect. You're not coming here to be the master and the greatest, like you're coming here to learn and get better. And he's like, so don't, you know, don't beat yourself up if you're not getting it right. You may not get it on the first shot. You may have to go home and keep practicing. And then you come back and you'll look better the next time, or you'll do it better the next time. And I mean, it's something very, it's a small lesson, right? But it's something that really made an impact on me because I was listening to what he had to say. A couple of days later, 
I'm in my MBA studies and I'm reading the chapter and I'm getting ready to do my assignment for the week and stuff like that. And I was just like beating myself up because I wasn't grasping the assignment. And I'm like, you know, I'm an idiot, blah, blah, blah. Like, why can't I get this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, and then I thought about it, like, I'm in this MBA program because I need to learn this stuff because I want to learn this stuff. And, and I kept telling myself, Rich, like, if you don't know it, the, like the answers, the answers are there They just reread the chapter, you know, keep, keep going at it, keep going at it. Like you're not the teacher, you're the student, you're here to learn to do the assignment. And in the event that it's only a B or a B plus, like your teacher is going to give you feedback and you'll learn, and then you'll be able to apply it in the real world later. So I basically had to like coach myself utilizing his teachings, um, and, and it helped me get myself out of my own head in that real, in that real world experience. Um, I got an A on an assignment, so I was happy. You know what I'm saying? But like I was utilizing what he taught us in the dojo, utilizing it in a real world application. Mm -hmm. that, it's crazy how that works. Um, mm -hmm. That we can, our lives, we, like you said, you, you like to run. Um, you're in a dojo, you are going for your MBA, and how they all at one point or, or another cross mm -hmm. and help you hold yourself to not necessarily a higher standard, but but give yourself the patience and the grace that mm -hmm. you need um, that maybe you wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to afford yourself, or maybe you wouldn't have caught it as soon as you did. If you hadn't been, you know, if if your uh, teacher did did not have that conversation with you all. Hey, hey, hey! Did you know I wrote a book? It's called The Value Method: Five Steps to Unlocking Your Greatest Potential, and in it, I share just that: five wildly easy, actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily. I've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter. You're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, I know myself and I know sometimes I'm like a recovering perfectionist and like always needing to be the best at this. And if not, then uh, absolutely. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. Um. Rich, how can we find you on uh, social media and how can we support you and, and what you're doing? Just, you know, connect with me. So what I, I have the same handle on all my social channels. So whether your go-to channel is Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, whatever, um, it's Coach Rich Perry on all those channels. And just reach out to me, connect. And uh, yeah, that's it. So that's the handle I use on all my social channels. That's actually really easy. Um, my name is so like everybody's name is Aaron Brown. I swear it's it's and it's really difficult like to to have the same name. So I just use Evie Speaks across everything. Um, go ahead. Right. And there were I I wanted so. I went, I went through a rebranding phase a couple of years ago mm -hmm. um, and I was operating under a different name. 
Uh, and then the the URL richperry.com was purchased and used by someone else. And I was like, oh, I really want richperry.com. And after like two years of constantly checking and constantly checking, it finally became available. And then I purchased it and then rebranded everything. And then from there, I said, okay, well, I can't use the old handle for social media. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple platforms where someone already had Rich Perry, just like you. Like it's a, it's a common name. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's not just this unique or exotic name that no one else has. Mm-hmm. Rich Perry, Aaron Brown, like these are names that, you know. <laughs> uh, so I said, okay, well, what's something that I can do that I can have the branding? And just like you did, the EB Speaks, I just threw the word coach in front so that mm-hmm. I can have it across all the channels and not have to worry about you know, having Rich Perry coach Rich Perry on one channel and Rich Perry speaker on another and Rich Perry awesome guy on the other channel, you know, because it's, <laughs> it's difficult, you know, you can't brand that when it's, this, when it's 10 different URLs. So I did what you did and just said, okay, how can I create a branded URL that I can use seamlessly on all the platforms that I use? Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, one thing I will say is when you're in 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 a space that we are in, there's a lot of things that I wish I had known mm-hmm. that obviously I'm learning along the way, and I'm sure you have learned some things along the way too. Uh, but I will say that a lot of people think that this is easy, like creating your own brand making sure it is uh, legit um, because you are always your brand, no matter where you mm-hmm. go, you know? So one thing I will definitely say is this is difficult. Um, do you find it to be challenged? I, I, I would think you do. Um, could you speak on a challenge in, you know, having your brand and continuing to, to evolve and get better and better? Yes. And, (laughs) and, and it certainly doesn't help matters when you have the, okay, so I'm going to answer the question in a couple different ways. It it certainly doesn't help when you think you have the platform figured out and then they go and change the algorithms or they change the, this or the, that. And you're like, come on, I just figured this out. (laughs) And now you're changing things. Um, so that's, that's one answer. The other answer is I know for me as a person for the longest time, I never treated Instagram in a professional way. I, I kind of viewed Instagram as, eh, it's just a place where I post photos. You know what I'm saying? And I, that was one of the ones where I really didn't, I didn't promote it. Um, I didn't focus a lot of attention on it. Um, I mean, if you scroll down, I think I have like some, like 2000 and some, uh, postings. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you really took the time to scroll down, like a lot of this stuff way down, down in the timeline, it's, um, you know, more personal things. Maybe I'm at a family picnic or maybe I'm here or maybe I'm there. And I kind of used Instagram for the longest time. as just like my little social media thing where I just talk about whatever I want. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Not necessarily business type stuff. 
Um, and it, it, I'll be honest, it wasn't really until recently that someone was like, yo, man, you like, you really need to just use it as your professional platform, mm -hmm. just like you do your LinkedIn and just like you do your other channels. Like you should start focusing Instagram as a professional channel as well. Um, so, I mean, so that's something too, like I, I never treated it as a professional platform for me, for my business, for mm -hmm. what I'm doing. I really treated it as just, eh, it's a place where I put photos up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I used it more of like a me social channel, a social channel, as opposed to a social business channel or a social professional channel. Um, so that, that was, uh, I, I needed to do a lot of soul searching too. Like, do I want <laughs> to do this? Because- yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on there that is not business or professional related. It's just me. It's just, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not things that are, that detract, you know, from show, but it's just a different side of me. It's more the personal side of me. Um, so that, that, that was a big thing too, where I said, okay, now I'm only going to use it as professional. And there's times when I want to post that personal thing, you know, and I'm like, no, it, it cause it doesn't it's, it's just going to be hitting a different algorithm and all that. And so, mm -hmm. eh, those it, algorithms, you know, <laughs> then you got to love them. I mean, yeah, like you said, as soon as you, as soon as you get uh, the basic grasp of it, they switch it up mm -hmm. every single time, every single time. And now we're moving towards like more videos. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are fighting back, like just posing pictures and it, it's all, it's all very, very, um, it's like going to school, literally. Like you have <laughs> to learn all of this, all of this information so you can be the best version of you that you can be. Um, since you've made the switch to move to a more professional side on your Instagram, have you seen um, an in increase in your business? Or um. Yeah, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, I okay, I will say that I've had more opportunities come before me because I think now my message is hitting the right people. Mm -hmm. So in, in that regard, yes, I, I, I have seen more growth. Um, but I've also seen a decline in like viewership. So maybe mm -hmm. it's just finally now hitting the right people. I know that it, uh, recently Instagram kind of switched around its algorithms and uh, the reels aren't being sent. It, the, the reels aren't getting as much of a reach as they once did mm -hmm. um, because of the things that they did. And uh, there's now suggested videos because they now they want to highlight smaller content creators. Um, but yes, so in the, since I switched, I have seen more opportunities, more people coming to me, um, in that regard. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Rich, do you have anything, um, any piece of advice that you want to share just with anyone who, who may be listening? It doesn't have to be business related. It could be personal, um, or whatever, something that you've learned along the way that just helps you through whatever it is that you may be going through. I would say use social media to be social and 
share your message, build those relationships, build them on trust. If you have something that you feel strongly about, if that is something that defines you and the work that you want to do in this world, um, utilize social media to reach out to those people, to share your message, build, like I said, those relationships, build them on trust, reach out to the right people and, and, and make your difference for whatever that is. Um, and, and just keep going, you know, uh, you might hit those, uh, those setbacks, you might hit those little stumbles or, or anything like that, but keep going forward, um, in, in your journey and in making your difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. Um, y'all, there was a lot of gems in there, so I hope you grabbed it. And if you didn't, I hope you rewind it and listen to it again, because Rich just said something really powerful. And, 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 and I'll quote, my man, Sir Winston Churchill, when he said, success is the ability to go from one failure to the next with no loss of enthusiasm. So that's something that always helps me when I hit those stumbles. I'm like, right, let me turn to some Churchill, see what he's got to say. And that's yeah. the one quote that's always pushed me, especially when I hit those stumbles. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, a few days ago, I was looking at my memories on Facebook and I said something in the facts that like very similar to that uh, failure doesn't mean, oh, what did I say? Failure doesn't mean that you something. It means that you're still trying. Like mm -hmm. failure is not like the end. It means that you're still trying. So failure, you're going to fail. If you're trying to succeed, if you're trying to succeed at anything, you're going to fail. And all, but that bounce back is what is going mm -hmm. to separate you from everyone who has failed and decided just to to leave it alone and move to something else instead of you know trying again. So yeah, love that, love that. Rich, I have one final question for you. Then I will get out of your way. Are you ready? Hit me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's an easy question. What does resilience mean to you? I think it means kind of like what we were just saying about the Churchill statement mm -hmm. in like bouncing back, you know, their, their success is the ability to go from one failure to the next with no loss of enthusiasm. Resilience to me is that same thing. It's like, you're going to hit those stumbles. You're going to hit those, those, uh, setbacks and things like that. But if you can keep pushing forward, if you can bounce back, have that enthusiasm, uh, finding yourself to keep getting back up after you fall down, that to me is is being resilient and and always moving forward. Always moving forward, literally resilience in action. I love it. I love it. Rich, thank you so very much um, for hanging out with us for a little bit, sharing a little bit about yourself and also giving me a mindset hat so I can start running. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.